welcome to yet another episode of We've Never Met, the show where I, Charlotte T. Martin, get to know my Instagram followers and whatever the other way around of that relationship is called, Instagram leaders? Accounts that I follow and other interesting people on Instagram. I talk to them. The only caveat is that I can never have met them in real life. How fun is that? Maybe you're uh, someone who suffers from social anxiety and that it sounds like your absolute worst nightmare. Well, lucky for you, I'm doing all of the first meet cute conversations, not you. So uh, you can enjoy. I, I promise you nothing is so cringeworthy that you can't handle it. I do leave all of the pauses in because that's the way the conversations go. Nobody knows what to say at every single lull in the conversation. On today's episode, I got to talk to somebody that uh, has been following me. I've been following her for a long, long time. And I think it all started because we're both, well, now it feels, I feel sort of like an imposter even saying this. She is definitely in the coffee world. I have skirted around the edges of the coffee world by way of being a barista at a couple of places in my lifetime. Um, we talk a lot about coffee. We talk a lot about the racial injustice, social inequality in the coffee world, which is incredibly interesting. And I can't believe we don't talk about it more, especially because coffee is so at the center of our American culture. Um, beyond that, we talk a little bit about uh, teeth on roosters' necks, which I will not contextualize for you so that you keep listening. So I'm not going to preamble this conversation anymore. I, I think you're going to hear all of the joy radiating out of me and out of Joyce, who on Instagram is at hoiser.mxf. That's H-O-Y-C-E-R dot M-X-F absolutely go give her a follow. Uh, check out the highlight reel that we talk about in this episode. And if you are missing coffee shops and tea and specialty coffee as much as I am, you should go brew yourself a cup, the fanciest one that you possibly can. Sit down, curl those fingers around that warm mug, and uh, have a great time listening to this convo. I will see you at the end, folks. Hey, I can hear you. Yay! Can you hear me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Woo! 2020. <laughs> We're figuring it out as we go. Yes. Um, yes. But I mean, one try isn't too bad. That's not too bad. I. <laughs> it could have been so much worse. I. So I host sometimes online events, and I was interviewing someone who was in Michigan, and. The day and the hour that we had our event planned, the state of Michigan lost power. Like, it wasn't just her. It was the whole state. <laughs> and we had, what? like, a hundred kids. It was a kids' event. A hundred kids had tuned in, and I was like, hey, sorry, we can't. <laughs> um, hi, Joyce. I'm Charlotte. It's so good to meet you. It's so good to meet you, too. I've been a fan of your Instagram for so long. I felt like it was high time I knew who you were in, like, virtual real life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've also been following you for a bit. And oh, I my God. And I love God. your little screenwriting. <laughs> and 
I keep every single one is relatable in different ways, you know. And so oh, I that's end up good. Sending it to like different people and be like, "This is so so real." <laughs> it's, like is a, it's like a deck of cards. This one's for you, and this one's for you. Yeah, exactly. Actually, that's not a bad idea. They would be great as cards. <laughs> something to think about. Something to think about for sure. Your Instagram has been bringing me so much comfort. I mean, even before this whole pandemic, but certainly now, because like. If anybody isn't already following Joyce, they certainly will be after this. You take the most beautiful, like comforting, warm, dramatic pictures of coffee and tea, <laughs> but like drama in a good way where it makes me feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm it's in a place. It's actually really accurate. I wouldn't have been able to describe that. Like a lot of people ask me how I would describe uh -huh. like my photography, but... I'm going to steal that. Those oh my gosh, please <laughs> take them and run. I'm serious. Like when I look at your page, I mean, maybe this is a boring thing to talk about, but whatever. Um, when I look at your page, I feel like I'm looking at something, something that like anthropology curated for like a dark and stormy <laughs> section of some catalog, which is high praise. Cause I love coming from me. I love the anthropology catalog. I think it's <laughs> artwork. Um, so congratulations, you are bringing a bomb to everyone. Coffee lovers everywhere. Yes, um, I appreciate that. That's really encouraging. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, I know so little about you. I know that your Instagram handle is not what your actual name is. So, yes. I mean, it was even a surprise to learn. Actually, I think I knew your name was Joyce because that's on your profile. But mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. We're both Asian. That's cool. Who yes. knew? <laughs> it's very cool. <laughs> it's very cool. You are Chinese, I'm guessing? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Chinese by heritage, but I have some, um, like, in my DNA. Uh -huh. There's some indigenous, um, like, Borneo. Wow, how cool. Tribes in there through my maternal grandma. I yeah, will tell so you. I'm a little darker, and most people guess Filipino first. Oh, sure. my features aren't, like, prominently Chinese. Or right, right, right. Yeah. I get Greek and Italian a lot, <laughs> sometimes Mexican, and I'm like, that's not close. <laughs> Thank you very much anyway. Um, I will confess that I don't know very much about Borneo at all. Could you give me like a quick tutorial for an uneducated person? Sure, yeah. Um, so Borneo is the third largest island in the world. And there's three countries on it. So Brunei is the country where I was born and grew uh -huh. up until I was 12. What? And that's the smallest country on it. Okay. Yeah. And so it um, it's south of China. And then there's like Malaysia, the peninsula with like Thailand mm -hmm. and Laos. And then there's Borneo right in the middle. And then there's the Philippines on top. And then all of Indonesian, like archipelago Whoa. islands underneath. Uh -huh. Yeah. And so it's kind of like... It, and then now when you go look at the Google Maps, it's a profile, <laughs> a profile of a chicken. So it's like a chicken looking this way. And Brunei, <laughs> this is my favorite way to describe it. Brunei is like two little teeth on the back of its neck. Two teeth on the back of the chicken's <laughs> neck. <laughs> yeah, once you look at the visual, you'll understand exactly. You'll be like, oh yeah, there are two oh, teeth. Oh my God, there. the chicken's neck teeth. Brunei, of course. Well, not, yeah. thank you in advance for arming me with uh, some pretty sweet knowledge for the next time I'm in a ge geographical trivia situation. Yes. Brunei. Well, and by probability, like, I'm pro 
probably going to be the only person you ever meet from that country because it's so small. Wow. So how, what, how small are we talking, like, compared to Morocco? Like, compared to, what was that? Morocco. Or, well, I guess Morocco's pretty big. Not, what did I, Monaco is what I meant to say. I don't, I'm not familiar with how big <laughs> But, so the, the common, like, comparison for Americans is um, the size of Delaware, the state oh of my. Delaware. That is quite small. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why then, I picked Monaco now that I'm now I'm a little self-conscious yeah. about that and also called it Morocco. <laughs> Let's forget we ever met. <laughs> no, I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so cool. You're probably yeah. the only person I'll ever meet. Okay, challenge accepted. I'm yeah, gonna, now, now I'm going to meet everyone from Brunei <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just to see yeah. if I can do it. Yeah. Rad. That is so the cool. The population is small, and 80% of it is still untouched rainforest, you know? So really? It's by probability. It's okay, let's agree right rare. now to never tell anybody that it's untouched rainforest. Yes. So no, that... no, no, I, totally. I would <laughs> mention that because I say, don't go touch it. Yeah, just leave it alone. It's fine. Yeah. It's doing way more work than it should be. It's trying to filter all of our stupid air because mm. we keep chopping down all the other forests. Yes. Uh, yeah, and it's beautiful. There's still like undiscovered species on the Borneo forest, what? like of bugs and and plants. People do a ton of research there. That is still so cool. Wow. Yeah. I did. Yeah. That's way cooler than anything I have to talk about. So thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's just different. <laughs> it is totally different. Um, yeah. So you came to the United States when you were 12, or just like mm-hmm. North America generally. What brought yes. you over here? My dad was getting his master's, Ooh. and uh, it was in counseling, and so he brought the whole family with uh-huh. as part of his student visa, uh-huh. and we only planned to stay for a year for his accelerated program, <laughs> but then ended up staying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so cool. So your dad is a therapist then? Yeah, he is a chaplain right now in a oh, senior cool. care uh-huh. like network, healthcare network. Yeah. Lord, he mm-hmm. must be super busy right now. Oh, yes. yeah. Yes. I was just considering going back to grad school for counseling, so I'm sort of like, mm. anytime I hear anything about that, my ears, bing, perk up. Because um, it's a complicated, like, I mean, obviously the profession's really complicated, but even getting in seems mm-hmm. not just like to get into school, but like once you're in it, it seems really circuitous to navigate of like what we have to choose between so many things that are so similar, but bring you to totally different places. Anyway, that's kind of a side thing. Yeah, it's true. It is true. It's true. And it's very neat. It's a profession that has a lot of range and Uh every part of it needs professionals that are aware and empathetic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just talked to somebody else on this podcast whose husband, his job is to train doctors to have like a bedside manner Mm, and like be empathetic mm -hmm. in person instead of just being really smart. And also trains like actors to be fake medical patients, um, which is also cool. But it is amazing to me that, so I went to acting school and at Mm -hmm. the time I was like, wow, I hate that I made this decision. I have no transferable skills blah, 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 the usual thing after art school. And then I was like, wait a minute, I have a lot of soft skills that actually are really missing in a lot of other... Sometimes I I talk to people who 
I just don't get it. <laughs> They're not mm-hmm. getting what they sound like. God forbid I'm one of those people. But so far, I think not. So that's good. Um, yeah. What about you? Did you... You're, I mean, you're an accomplished photographer. I'm very in awe of you. But did you go to school for that, or is that self-taught? Yeah, no, I did not go to school for it. And I would say it's not truly self-taught. It, I had a lot of, like, other photographers who helped me mm. along the way and really mentored me even when I didn't know I was being mentored. <laughs> Man, now let me ask you a question. How do you get into a situation where you're being mentored without knowing it? Because I would love to be hooked up that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been thinking about this a lot because um, I was re-listening to, I love audiobooks. I was listening to one of Mindy Kaling's oh. and she had mentioned like Greg Daniels, like <laughs> being her mentor, even when he wasn't really intentionally doing that, right. but it's like a Wi-Fi signal. It's like you just get yourself close enough to get the Wi-Fi, and it doesn't matter whether they actually want you to have the Wi-Fi. Oh, my God. You know, so it's more proactive for sure. That is such a good analogy. (laughs) I know. Ooh, I'm going to think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, as long as I think that being honest is part of it, right? Like, as Mm -hmm. long as you're self-aware and you're being honest about what actually brings you joy and what you'd like to learn and how you'd like to learn it, you kind of end up finding those people who allow you to stay curious and be curious and be learning around them. Right. You know, even if they don't want to be teaching you. (laughs) (laughs) Even if it's totally against their will, you can trick them into doing it. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah, because so many, like... We're both artists, so it's like you hear about these mentorship programs or, like, people oh, talk yeah. about their mentors, and I'm like, how do you do that? But that's such mm-hmm. a good point that it, I, man, I love that Wi-Fi thing. Yeah. Like, you're just <laughs> close enough, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you rig it to be stealing somebody's Wi-Fi, <laughs> and there's no password. I mean, maybe right. there is. Yeah, maybe you, in your case, like, having a camera is a good password to have. You should probably yes. not start with no camera. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I love that so much. I'm going to tell everybody <laughs> I know. Just get, I'm going to pretend that I came up with it too. In the hopes that Mindy Kaling will catch wind of it and be like, wait a minute, I came up with that. And then we get yeah, in a dramatic totally battle. Yeah, a legal battle. And then we're friends. Uh, I try not to do anything in the simplest way possible. <laughs> um, so another thing about. Well, on this show, obviously, the whole premise is that we've been following each other on Instagram forever. Now we're meeting in real life, which means that I've been cruising your Instagram, of course. And you have a particular story on your on your profile that's like, of course, beautiful photos. And then there's words or phrases kind of layered on top. Um, I just love those so much. What's, what inspired you to start that project? Did you even know you were starting a project? <laughs> You're talking about the highlights? Yes, yeah, like that's what it the is. collection yep. of the highlights. Yeah, I've always, um, even before I, so the origin all the way back. Yeah, give it to me. <laughs> is Microsoft PowerPoint. Oh, my, oh, I already love this story so much. So this is right when I came to the States and my dad was busy doing school and working a part-time student worker <laughs> job in the, in the school cafeteria. Mm-hmm. And so after school, I would go to the college's um, 
uh, public library mm-hmm. and get on their computer mm-hmm. and do my homework, do my homework in quotes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was when I learned to use like all these different apps that were on there because the internet wasn't that interesting at that point. No, it was not. <laughs> and, um, and so I learned about like animations, adding oh. images, text effects, all of that. And I mean, I had never thought of myself as a creative, but I just love learning to yeah. do things. Uh-huh. And so I started to understand, like, typography. I didn't know mm-hmm. that that's what it was called at that point. <laughs> but I was like, oh, this, when I put this photo in this way and I do this text effect, it, like, balances out really well. And then in this, like, wide, when I do full screen, mm-hmm. and, like, it has a really cool effect. I and love then, that. you know, yeah. so that's where I would say that that started. Uh-huh. With PowerPoint. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and Word Art. Yeah, exactly. Word Art. I love Word Art. Whoa, it brings so, me back. So, yeah, that would be what the highlight would be called if it had to be like Word, Word Art. <laughs> oh, my God. people who are old enough to have learned, have had a computer class and have learned Microsoft Word and word processing would for real it blows my mind to think about now i was just talking to somebody about this that like we had to take i'm sure you did too we had to take a class in high school called computers and it was basically (laughs) just learning how to type which like i think i was right on the cusp of the age group where like some people really didn't know how to type which was Mm -hmm. utterly shocking but whatever some people didn't and then some people some lucky people i was certainly not one of them had already been on, like, AIM for so many years (laughs) that they were super proficient typers. And I was somewhere in the middle. But, like, now I don't think it would... It would be a huge waste of time to teach a certain age group how to type. I guess there are some little kids who don't know. But that's the other thing is when I meet a little kid... I used to babysit a lot. um, And little kids, like, five, six, seven, eight, nine, they can't even read yet. And I'll be like, just type that in. Why would I say that? They don't know what that even means. Um, but then you'll get the odd nine-year-old who's, like, coding, and that's weird. Yeah. Um, oh, I was talking to a friend of mine who's taken a communications class, and they all had to write some little thing about how a piece of technology became a need instead of a want. And some mm. kid was talking about GPS, and my friend was like, well, you don't even remember this, but there was MapQuest before... whatever siri on your phone and this whatever 20 year old was like what is MapQuest?" and i was like (laughs) what is MapQuest?" it's the most dangerous invention of all time you had to read while you were driving what a terrible idea yeah i mean a great idea thanks MapQuest. but wow (laughs) that is bananas um yes well i love that a lot that that started with (laughs) microsoft powerpoint Yeah, it's definitely evolved, and then once I yeah. learned what typography was, sure. and the design aspects of that, I'm like all about it. And then Instagram came out with story, and I was like, oh, I don't have to be super serious about my posts, which I used to be. Oh, uh, sure. And then that's when I was like, I can I can throw this together in 15 seconds, and it is in this moment what I feel based on what I see and have captured in this photo. Totally. And then that's how that highlight. Well, it's lovely work. And now, especially that I know where it comes from, I would, I love to imagine you, I don't know how old you are, you are, but you, Joyce, showing 12 year old Joyce that, look, I made this in 15 (laughs) seconds. (laughs) 
<laughs> it would have been like, what is that device that you're talking about? <laughs> Instagram. What did you just say? Insta, <laughs> Insta, what? Yeah, that's bananas. I, for one, I'm a big fan of the internet. Um, obviously, I spent a lot of time on it, but um, I feel like we are, we puny little humans have not figured out the best way to use this awesome tool that we have. <laughs> like, there's so much garbage on the internet. It makes yes. me sad. <laughs> yes. Um, but, I mean, obviously, here we are talking. I hope that it we start to all harness the power of social networks and, like, actually meet people, because especially... Mm -hmm. In this time, I don't know about you, I am starved for human interaction. Mm -hmm. yeah. I even, like, see... I have been going to work during the day. I'm a bookseller by day. And I so I see my colleagues, and every now and then we'll see some customers, but, like, even so, it's just not enough. I miss going to coffee shops. I miss going to bars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, or, like, hugging people. And I'm not even a huggy person, but, yeah... What about you? Where are you in the world? Pennsylvania? Yes, yes, Pennsylvania. Yeah, pretty close to, if you were to estimate a dot in the middle of the state, that's where <laughs> I am. Oh, yeah, you're in State College is the yeah, name yeah. of the town, right? Yes, that it's is very literal. so weird. Because yeah, so Penn State University right, yeah. is here, so it's where the State College is. <laughs> And we're in Center County, which is in the center of the state. Oh my god! And you live on <laughs> you live at one two three Street Road, which right, and all exactly. the streets are named like that, huh? State and zip code. State and zip code. <laughs> so what's it been like in a? I mean, I live in a college town too, but it's also the capital of the state. And so like, there's a couple things going on. But what is State College like, and how has pandemic times been for you? Yeah, State College is um, a very typical college town. Mm. Um, I would say the only differences would be, let's see, um, super hype on football, like maybe oh, yeah. a little more than average. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, huge rivalry in ice cream. Like where you get your ice cream is like a Excuse big deal here. Excuse me? <laughs> Yes, yeah, so um, Ben and Jerry's went to got their degree oh. here in food science, and so we have a really like well known creamery on campus. Uh -huh. But then there's a local dairy that also does ice cream that people are like, that's your allegiance to which ice cream. Okay, so Joyce, where you do your allegiances lie with the ice cream battles? <laughs> I can't pick. I'm so indecisive. That's well, one of my like big character things was I cannot <laughs> ever make a decision I have no favorites wait are you I don't know anything about the astrological signs that are not mine or my wife's but <laughs> what are you I'm a Libra what and I that? don't know much about it either okay me neither <laughs> I was I mean my wife is a Pisces and she notoriously can never make up her mind about literally anything um, so, and I guess the sign for that is a fish. So I just think of like a fish flopping around, not being able to make a decision. <laughs> um, but I couldn't tell you anything about Libra except something about scales. Yeah. That's right. it. That's all Same. I know. <laughs> um, although I do admire people who know a lot about that, like system of 
whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I totally subscribe to it, but I'll tell you, I've never read a horoscope that didn't absolutely nail it on what <laughs> I'm feeling and going through. So yeah. who's to say? Not me. Right. Exactly. And not me either. I, I just feel like there's so many, like for people who have spent a lot of their lives hmm. discovering a way of knowing Anything. Or a way of perceiving the world. Yeah. You know, they've got to, like, like there is so much value in that. And it would, it would be, a, it would be foolish of me to just, like, completely shut it down. I completely you know, agree. What do we know? You know, and then if we can have, if there are enough people who are, like, masters or have spent their lives right. just specifically studying or getting to know something, the ins and outs of it, the yeah. energies of everything. Um and we can pair them up with somebody who spent their lives, like, learning about stars and mm -hmm. plants and food and nutrition and, and justice and words. Yeah. <laughs> and we can take what they know and put it together and learn from every single one of them. Oh, Catch my God. Catch their Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we would definitely know the world way better than we would on our own. Yeah, that is so true. Yeah. <laughs> There's, yeah, yeah so there's... I never knock it because I feel like this has been around long enough to where it's like generations upon generations of knowledge. Yep, yep. <laughs> absolutely. To, like, shut that down. Well, that's like anytime I meet somebody who thinks that acupuncture is not mm. a real thing, I'm like, excuse me, it's been around for like possibly hundreds of thousands of years definitely yes. dozens of thousands of years so mm -hmm. i don't know it probably wouldn't have been so popular if it wasn't really doing something and i'm a big exactly. enthusiast of acupuncture and i even hate mm -hmm. needles hate them that being said i really want a tattoo lately do you have tattoos <laughs> do you recommend i don't but it's because i'm indecisive <laughs> <laughs> I have the same you problem <laughs> absolutely but then also like it's almost like I'm Jekyll and Hyde sometimes because I'm like yeah I'm gonna get a sleeve tattoo and it's gonna be so bold and cool and then other yeah. times I'm like I'll just get something tasteful in my skin tone <laughs> so no one can see it skin tone. yeah <laughs> that's the best <laughs> I'll just get like a light caramel like and it will just be something really small It'll be like three dots but then I can never decide <laughs> But I did just get my blood drawn the other day, and as that was happening, I was like, do I really want to spend more time and money, I guess is the other thing, yeah. on a long date with needles? I don't know yes. if that's a good idea. <laughs> um, but who knows? Who knows? I just think body art is so, if it's, I mean, if it's to my taste, it's so beautiful. Yes. Like, Agreed. wow, 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 wow. Um, yeah. Even if it's not super beautiful, I just kind of like the punk punkiness of people who get like stick and poke tattoos of rats or whatever. <laughs> it's just weird, <laughs> but like, all right, you do you. Yes. Yeah. That's nutty. What was the last tattoo idea that you had and liked? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Probably a Yeah, this was definitely it. Um uh, illustration of a bud from a matcha Ooh. tea plant, so a tencha plant. Yeah. Yeah. That is yeah. cool. Well, and that seems like 
that is totally in line with what I know about you superficially anyway. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I was a barista for many, many years. I think actually no, that, no way. yeah, that might've been <laughs> how we ended up on our, like each other's discover feeds. Cause I would like post pictures of at one time I could do really good latte art. I don't know that I still possess those skills, but nice. Um, I like to think of myself as like a coffee snob, but really if it's hot <laughs> and brown, I'll drink it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't have the wherewithal in the morning to think more critically than that. Uh, but I appreciate a really good cup of coffee. And it is like a whole culture of people, which I think is cool. Everything from the farmers and like, mm-hmm. um, it's almost like, like beer in that way where people have yes. a really refined palate for it and... Um, roasting the beans in in different ways, certain ways. Uh, And then there's like the cafe culture, which I just think is, I just love and I always have. Um, Agree. uh, And I really miss it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Coffee shops are like starting to open up here, but you can only have like one person in there at a time. And it it, mm-hmm. it makes me think about what is it about coffee shops that I liked so much is kind of like the din of everything around you when it's happening. Yeah. Um, I know one of the rules on this show, because I made it up, is that we don't ask each other outrightly what we do for work. But did you ever work in a cafe or in co- the other side of coffee? Yeah, I still work for a coffee roaster uh-huh. nice <laughs> and um but now in full-time marketing like the in-house creative perfect yes yeah that's yeah, yeah. A but i did good start fit. as a barista <laughs> yeah and then i competed in coffee what um yes tell me about that that is so yeah, cool i'm super competitive and so anything that i do i look for ways to compete <laughs> wait how do you wait okay okay, okay. i went to the <laughs> like new york coffee festival maybe okay. once or yeah. a couple of times uh-huh. tell and I watched the competitions but please tell me <laughs> the behind the scenes of coffee competition seriously I'm not being like kitschy I really want to know yeah yeah so a lot of the coffee fest competitions are latte art based mm-hmm. which is like a really cool thing because that in itself takes a lot of effort yeah and oh my gosh mastery. yeah, yeah. Yep. um the competition that I was more passionate about is the barista uh, championships and what that is is you you come up with a 10 to 15 minute routine where you showcase a coffee in an espresso service a milk service and a signature beverage and so you talk you're basically talking through this whole time while you're making coffee for these judges and they're judging you on um your presentation, your cleanliness, your professionalism, and your kind of insight into specialty coffee. Uh-huh. Yeah, what? and uh, like whether even the, the flavor notes that you're hoping that they will taste, uh-huh. they actually taste, you know? So that's like sure. the more objective scoring, and then so half of it is like objective and half of it is subjective. I'm blown away for a couple of yeah. reasons. A, that sounds so fun. And just even meeting you in this last half hour, I think you probably would have killed it at that competition. And secondly, this has some notes of Microsoft PowerPoint in it because it's a presentation (laughs) while you're talking, which I think you should write a thank you letter to Microsoft PowerPoint. Let me, I mean, don't let me tell you what to do, but okay. So what were your signature drinks? 
<laughs> I only got to compete the one time because okay. it was a big investment as well. Oh, sure. Um, but my sign- my whole um, my theme is about um, unlikely pairings. Ooh. And so just like how a little girl from Southeast Asia who had no concept of the United States uh-huh. would end up like being and living a life and creating a life in yeah. the United States. So like an East West unlikely pairing. Oh my gosh. Um, and then in my beverage, I did a coffee and tea unlikely pairing because that is like the big no, no. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, there's like two main different categories. <laughs> um, but <laughs> my, the espresso that I use was, uh, Ethiopian Gera, mm-hmm. which is super like very typical of Ethiopian fruity coffees. And mm-hmm. so it's like a blueberry pop with like a chocolate finish. Yeah. And so it's super easy to like pair anything with that. Sure. And so I did um, a chilled espresso of that coffee um, with a matcha coconut foam that I put on top um, with a few other items. I don't remember anymore. I just love that matcha coconut foam so Yum. much. Yum. I love it. I love hearing about it. I've never had it. I would like some shipped to me if you can hook that up. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. It was a great experience. Um, I asked one of, um, I, this was a, a clear request for a mentor. I did ask somebody to coach me. Sure. Who okay. competed before. <laughs> you asked for the Wi-Fi <laughs> password. That, I was just dealing with Wi-Fi. And then I was like, let's make this official. Uh-huh. Uh- <laughs> oh my gosh. That is so cool. So wait, when I have a lot of follow-up questions, so let me just organize <laughs> my thoughts here. All right. All right. All right. So how long and how do you train for such a thing? And when you are writing your presentation, what'd you say it was 15 minutes? Yeah, mine was 10. Okay. So how did you, how'd you even go about creating this whole it's like a coffee TED talk. How'd you do yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yes, that's a great. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That should just be a thing on its own. <laughs> Everybody is welcome. I am now the chief marketing officer for Coffee there TED Talks. Yes. <laughs> but for real, I I wouldn't even know where to start with that. Not only because my like knowledge base is so basic, but also, yeah, I mean, okay. All right. I had my question and I'll let you answer it. Go ahead. Where did you start? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so the person that I approached to coach me, his advice for my first time was to play for the points because it is Mm. a game. Mm. Basically, in order to advance in the championships, you need to get as many points as possible. So that's like whether it's cleanliness notes, whether it's professionalism, hitting the coffee content that they want to hear. Uh Um, And then using that structure to infuse my narrative into that and then my theme. And so once I knew I had a coffee that I loved, I just would drink every day. Mm -hmm. Um, That became easy because then I could be like, all right, what are... Because then two-thirds of my presentation I start is just espresso service, talking about the coffee and the milk service. Um, And then when I was trying to figure out the theme of, like, the unlikely pairing, that was when uh, I was also brainstorming for the signature beverage Mm -hmm. and then could create and craft a story around that whole thing. That is so cool. Mm -hmm. I am now imagining, like, a Rocky-style montage of you... (laughs) getting ready for this and like rewriting in the middle of the night and drinking all this coffee and that is so cool so 
too much coffee. You. <laughs> oh my god! I remember when I was being trained on the espresso bar. Yes. The amount, and I was even like spitting it out because yes. who could uh-huh. who could survive really drinking that much espresso in an mm-hmm. afternoon? And even so, I was like. I I've yeah. felt very weird. I don't even. I just made a face for those of you who can't see me. Um, yeah, I felt really weird after. That. Yes, lots of muscle spasms in places you never previously oh knew you had muscles. The tightest jaw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so okay, you went to the preliminaries, but then what? Is there like an international aspect to this, or is it just U.S. or what? There is, and so that's the ultimate. Is the world barista championships and Uh so the u.s champion will go into the world and it is like the olympics it's a huge deal can i i'm sure i could find this on youtube or something right yes Uh, yeah or um live stream do you know that platform livestream.com they actually have a lot of videos of previous championships like last year's all Uh of the events are on there Uh so there's the the barista one there's a world's brewers cup and so people who are passionate about manual brewing whether it's with a brewer that already exists Mm -hmm. or a brewer they're inventing um there's coffee and good spirits and so it's like coffee liqueurs and Uh and, yeah Um, and then there's like the world latte art championship which is like totally different than a free pour Uh um as you have to do like two separate um, submissions ahead of time with certain criteria and then day of you have to replicate those your submission photos exactly in under pressure uh-huh. and then the part of the judging is how well you executed what you intended to execute and oh these designs are crazy. so much pressure <laughs> yeah but they they rise to the occasion Some i'm sure it's like it really is a mental game just like any athletes you know when they train (laughs) yeah absolutely well and or any competitive cooking or baking show that's out there as i'm sitting here i'm like why isn't this on the food network i would watch the hell out of these shows because what you just did is completely humble me about any snobbery i ever thought i had about coffee it's just like oh no i just don't like folgers and that is exactly the cutoff <laughs> I think I live I know nothing at all beyond that I'm thank you for relieving me of that idea about myself I can't wait to watch that that is so cool yeah okay sorry they've made some documentaries about like following baristas in the U.S. and their training Ooh. Um, what would you recommend? Yeah, yeah. What should I, I watch? Recommend it. Mm-hmm. What's one? What is a couple that you like, or one that you like? So the the last one that was really successful is called Barista, mm-hmm. um, and I believe like it was launched on iTunes, but now it's kind of like on all the platforms. Okay. Um, and then from Barista, I'm sure they'll you'll be able to find a link to the few others. There's yeah, only yeah. a couple others okay. that are specifically <laughs> sort about of this niche right now. Um, <laughs> So what's the goal in all of this? Is there like mm-hmm. a monetary prize or, I mean, obviously you do it for the joy of it and for the expertise, yes. but like, is there some yes. other prize? Um, so usually there are a ton of sponsors mm-hmm. on these events and um, a lot of coffee importers sponsor it. And so part of like the greatest prizes is to go on sponsored origin trips oh my to God. visit coffee farms and to That's so cool. make connections with these farmers and buy exclusive lots of coffees from them and have that in that <laughs> for is competition so cool. especially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think that larger goal is to continue to elevate the craft, right? But in mm-hmm. a way that 
um, makes the industry better. And so I think like, just like everywhere else and every other sector of society trying to figure out and uproot systems of injustice yeah, and yeah. supremacy, uh-huh. coffee is huge. That's huge in coffee. We have to decolonialize, you know? Tell me <laughs> like, more. Well, that's really that's interesting like, because all of the, sorry to interrupt you, but. No, go for it. That strikes me as, as super urgent and interesting because all of the places where you can grow coffee are places that we, white people, I guess, not you and me, but um, white people of old have, like, conquered and colonized. And so, yeah, yeah can you tell me more about its pervasiveness? Yes, well, I mean, that could be a whole separate series, for sure. <laughs> we got time. Uh, I'm not, I'm, where, where am I going? I'm in a closet. <laughs> Coffee TED Talks, here we go. Coffee TED Talks. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of baristas who are really successful in competition have used their platforms to address um, different aspects of injustice, whether it's injustice they've personally experienced in terms of barriers to coffee or within the U.S. coffee industry Uh and the, um, yeah, barriers to entry, but also barriers to ownership, barriers to investment um, as non-white people. Um, but in terms of the farm and producer side, there's the injustices that exist in sustainability issues, mm-hmm. um, in agronomics, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the colonization initially mm-hmm. of many of those countries, and um, and then the access of current producers to um, interest and um, the right. Uh, yeah, the right right um, understanding and respect from roasters and importers of mm-hmm. what their work is worth. Um, huh. We in the industry, there is um, when you're looking at the market, you're talking about the C price, which is like the coffee price in the stock market, and um, that is very low. Um, and most of the what distinguishes specialty coffee from commodity coffee mm-hmm. is that we specialty coffee produ- producers, importers, exporters, roasters, buyers pay far above the C price uh, because uh-huh. they're actually paying for what the producers are asking. And so there's that initial asking of mm-hmm. what is your work worth? Mm-hmm. And we would like to pay you at least that. Or more, or more because we'd like to come and taste this and then also tell you like how amazing and how much you could how much more you could be charging for yeah this. oh my gosh and how much more we would love to pay oh that's such this. valuable feedback <laughs> yes yeah and so now that we are about 15 to 20 years in with specialty becoming a norm uh-huh. of in buying um we have a lot more producers who have had the years of benefit even in terms of um, just from that feedback of wow like people really are responding to these innovative ways of processing coffee that my my dad or my grandpa had never yeah uh used because no who would buy some a coffee that wasn't um the the normal process or the cheapest because you're just trying to get as much coffee out as you can right you know now um one of the producers we work with specifically that is just constantly changing up what he's doing changing the game honestly Uh um he's he's experimenting with every single process that he's learning about wine 
And so the way they process Ooh. grapes, he's taking similar understanding of bacteria and microbiomes <gasps> and applying that to the fermentation of coffee. And the results are out of this world. I just have never <laughs> known. Like we have one contracted with him coming up later this fall that is spice fermented with anise. Oh my God. And yum. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And so it's not like us taking low quality beans and flavoring Flavoring it additionally with a syrup or an additive you know Uh it's it was part the people who grew this coffee decided that the sugar content that they measured out of their crop would be would lend the best to this process and would create the best final results to us you know oh my god how how do we thank them (laughs) for doing this Right? Like, and, and that's like the, even with me with storytelling for a coffee roaster, like I, that's what I want to convey to the customers. Like yeah. you're buying this coffee, but if you can, in your imagination and in your awareness, reach to Colombia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, reach to Rodrigo and his team and their day in and day out of not only is this their livelihood and it's a high risk, but they're putting passion into this that. Mm. You know, before specialty coffee as a world existed and the ethos Mm -hmm. and pathos of Mm -hmm. changing the coffee world um, existed, they probably would not be in coffee. They wouldn't be producing this coffee. They would, you know, we're kind of writing already on a lot of foundational work that people fought for. Yeah. And we can take it higher. We can, we can keep going to where maybe one day they're benefiting as much, you know, objectively speaking, as we are over here with our third wave coffee shops. Yeah. That is so, first of all, amazing to learn. I love the idea of thinking about coffee as, and the process of bringing it to people in like a consumable form as artfully as this, uh, not a sommelier, but what is that? When you run a winery, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Vintner. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah. Vintner. Um, yeah. I'd never thought about that before. And it's such an interesting opportunity of, for an industry, sort of like sort of like marijuana, right? Where the people who, like I said before, the people who are growing coffee right now are in places that have been conquered and colonized and totally whitewashed and wiped out. And here now is the opportunity to actually have some, not just like survivable, or what is the word I want to use? Like basic survival income, but then to be treated like actual masters of a craft Mm -hmm. to rate, to elevate that to the height of being like a vintner or a brewer or distillery. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. That's a huge opportunity to equalize culinary. I mean, across Mm -hmm. the board, really starting with one small Mm -hmm. industry. That is so cool. I'm, thank you for doing all the work that you do. And the storytelling part of it is so important. Yeah. He's good at it, so thank God you exist. Working on it every day. <laughs> Looking for new ways to You're, connect. Well, you can always go back to PowerPoint if nothing else <laughs> yeah. works. That is so cool. Okay, so another... and Tell me if you're bored of talking about your work and coffee stuff. No, like, I'm okay. enjoying all of this thoroughly. <laughs> Amazing. Great, because so am I. Um, so what about on the other side of that? Now we have trying to, like... Uh, equalize the playing field as far as the growers go and then you have like what you just said third wave coffee shops which a lot of people my dad included would be like oh this is just hipster coffee it's like special but not really special 
do you also in your work do the other side of that storytelling of like it's not just special for the sake of being special um Mm -hmm. and bringing it not down is not the right word but widely to a lot of people instead of just select groups Mm -hmm. yeah and what you're talking about there is accessibility Mm -hmm. of this gift you know yeah (laughs) over here Uh to for everybody to enjoy and right now the biggest issue in that is anti-blackness in these spaces oh yeah and so i think that that is the biggest place to start yeah (laughs) what and part of that is how much this coffee is charged like a latte is charged and how that's normalized yeah um and also who designed these more what people have come to know as minimalist wave spaces Uh you know and that black and brown people wouldn't necessarily identify walking into one that they belong Mm -hmm. yeah um and so I my first love so this is a little bit of even more backstory but my first love is tea Uh um but I went into the specialty coffee world head first because there was a community that was exploding out Mm -hmm. of it and I wanted to understand it more in hopes of potentially also building that for specialty tea um but that was what I realized I was like okay so there is now a space where people of all ages feel like they can go into a coffee shop, sit across from someone they might not know, who might be diametrically opposed to their lifestyle Mm -hmm. completely, but have a conversation. And it's a space that allows for that inherently in in some ways. Um, But um, that is kind of like, I realize now that I'm in the industry, a more idealized way of seeing those Mm -hmm. spaces because they still are places that, a lot a big part of our population does not feel comfortable going into um i think part of it is um the branding of it part of it Mm -hmm. is i mean like even looking at coffee shops instagrams like who is being presented (laughs) who are the ones being targeted in marketing yeah um and even the packaging like who who are they trying to speak to when they focus group this stuff um and then two speaking the stories like a lot of like um one of my favorite there's a a few good um black coffee community podcasts happening and their baseline is have you leaned in and contended with the reality that black and brown hands produce this coffee and white hands consume and pass it around um, and benefit financially from mm-hmm. it and becomes a status symbol. It becomes like mm-hmm. your way of life, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so a lot of, I feel like my responsibility now is undoing that and finding ways to dismantle that mm-hmm. um, beyond representation right. in visuals. But that is a basic and very important way to start. And a super accessible one, too. Because, like, Mm -hmm. especially in the age of social media, representation does matter. And even more Mm -hmm. important is, like, representation in places where you... It's not the first thing that you think is an issue or the issue. And I think, Mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. The the coffee world, or the cafe world, I suppose, it is really targeted towards one kind of person. And you Mm -hmm. either are that person or you aspire to be that person. Yeah. Um, And even as, like a half-Asian person, I never see people who look like me in 
any kind of, I'm trying, now I'm racking my brain, any kind of like coffee, cafe culture, anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, wow, I can't think of a single time <laughs> I've been like, wow, that's me on there. Um, yeah. But it is super, I've definitely aspired to have that kind of life or vision or image of myself of like, I'm a young hustling person who works at cafes either behind the counter or like I'm doing my artistic work there instead of anything else I mean there's so yeah. many <laughs> other possibilities um wow 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 well that's I'm so glad I did ask you about your work because that is so cool it's just cool it's cool it's important work and it's a it's niche enough that like I would never have thought that it was something someone could be doing and now that I know that you're doing it I'm so glad that you are because it is so very important um I like really I really like what you said about black and brown hands cultivated Mm -hmm. this coffee and then white hands consumed it and it became part Mm -hmm. of their identity and um that's really quite profound yeah. yeah. And I think all of us reflect on that differently. Um, and then especially I think black and brown coffee professionals feeling like this is a place that they can thrive mm-hmm. um, in the industry. That's a big push right now. And honestly, it's amazing and beautiful and so rich. <laughs> like culture shifts, you know, and I think that coffee being a part of this industry and watching this happen and helping push for it. Um, is rewarding in itself because I think we have fewer rules and regulations in terms of societal norms Mm -hmm. than other industries maybe and um, culture can be pushed around yeah totally can be yeah you know kind of overturned very easily Um, and so it's good right now to see that happening and so creating a real um structure around it I think Mm -hmm. would be awesome as well which needs to happen absolutely oh my god I'm I have so much to think about from the wi-fi to the coffee (laughs) It's, it's a lot for me to think about so I'm glad that just thanks for being here that's all I'm saying Thanks um, for reaching out and doing the show. It's such a cool idea. Oh my gosh, thanks. Yeah, I hope it I hope it lasts. Luckily, there are so many people I've never met that I'll never run out of people to talk to. <laughs> um, but I have definitely messaged people who are like they I see that they've seen my DM and just mm-hmm. never heard from them. So like, eh, <laughs> I'm batting like 600 right now, which is fine. It's pretty good. It's better than half. Yeah. Um, but I am so thrilled that you agreed to do this because it was a pleasure to meet you and learn all about something that I thought I knew about, but I don't know anything about it. Um, okay. My last question I ask everybody this is if I were to pop into your, um, Instagram discover page, what would I find there? What is an Instagram discovery? You know, when you click the little <laughs> magnifying glass and it like shows you things that it thinks you might be interested in. La la la. Oh, like, oh okay, okay, okay. Explore? I, yeah, totally. Maybe, I have no idea what that thing is called. The magnifying yeah, yeah, glass. Yeah, no, that is, that is what it's called. <laughs> um, so right now, I distinctly remember um, like becoming aware of this and then realizing, wow, it's so easy to target. <laughs> Same here. Um, so right now it's um, plants 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anything to do with plants, but specifically like time lapse. <laughs> oh, what a good idea. I never thought of that. <laughs> I'm more of like a, I love to watch people paint in time lapse. Yeah. I cannot paint to save my life, but like I love, and the really avant-garde ways of doing it, like they'll throw things on a canvas and then turn it into this beautiful, like almost Vermeer painting that gets me. But plants, yes. I can imagine that's incredibly soothing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so that, um, any, I think there's definitely tea sure. on there. Yeah. And um, music, a lot of like cover artists and Ooh. just like indie songwriters, like in their little Insta Instagram videos. Wait, who are you listening to right now that you think maybe no one knows about? I'm looking for new music. Uh, Always. Like Infinity's song, do you know them? Mm -hmm. They're like a, they're kind of like today's Jackson 5. Like they're all siblings and their voices went perfectly together. That's so annoying. (laughs) But their covers are amazing. Infinity Um, song, okay. Yeah, and then there's this collective called Common Hymnal. Uh And they write um, Christian founded songs for protest. So their, their thing is praise and protest. Oh my gosh. And I feel like that is, you know, like I, I wonder why this has not been a thing throughout time. <laughs> no kidding. Um, but also it's because of passivity, you know, yeah. especially in Christian culture and yeah. especially white supremacist Christian culture. Yeah. Um, so that has been really great. And a lot of people have been covering their songs and they've been releasing um, different EPs every week of uh-huh. one that's a spoken word track and then a song that is like written and then they sing it as a collective. That and so the so last cool. one was um, a spoken word by a woman who speaks Spanish. And so she wrote her whole spoken word and performed it in Spanish. Oof. And yeah, it's uh, it's great. It's awesome. What we need. Wait, what yeah. is that collective called? Common Hymnal. Common Hymnal. Oh, yeah, you bet mm-hmm. I'm going to go listen to that. I was raised Catholic, so like I am really clutch when it comes to Bible mm. trivia. And then, like, I haven't gone to church in years, <laughs> but I was just talking to my parents about this last night. We were talking about religion and faith, and like someone we know passed away suddenly, and we were talking about how his his wife she's very a very devout catholic and so i was like i'm so glad that she has her faith because when you're grieving it's like nothing makes sense no matter who you are what you practice but it can be a real hold fast to have Mm -hmm. a strong faith system which she does which is great and then so we were talking about religion and uh my it this actually is a really nice tie-in with what you said at the beginning we all kind of agreed that like whether or not we go to church still or practice any particular organized religion, there is too much knowledge and like scholarly devotion and intuitive understanding of the universe to discount any system of religion. Like there's Mm -hmm. definitely, we all know they all overlap in certain ways, but like nobody has only a part of the truth. Everybody Mm -hmm. has the whole truth. It's just like, we just never agreed on how to talk about it, but it's, mm-hmm. you can't, you can't discount any of it. Even the astrology mm-hmm. stuff, that's definitely got its place in the pantheon of, mm-hmm. of understanding. So yeah, 
Yeah, praise and protest is so apt right this yes. second. So I'm going to definitely be checking that out. Amazing. Well, Joyce, this has truly been a, pre- a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the leap and talking to a total stranger on the internet. Um, <laughs> don't be a stranger anymore and make sure that you stay in touch. And I can't wait I to agree. see what you do next with all of your... Seriously, I feel so empowered to drink great coffee. Ugh, what a great conversation. <laughs> yes, yes. And thank you, seriously. Making connections over, like, Instagram specifically can be, you know, weird. But totally weird. Because you, like, had... <laughs> you had a plan you know you had kind of like these are the doors we will open perfect and yes here's what you know right <laughs> and it was so great to have like I feel like not many people and maybe this is like a social immaturity thing and and I hate making generalizations but I've just met too many people who have never really learned how to get to know people oh my god you know? it's so true and, like, how to ask interesting things and like <laughs> be interested in somebody else. Oh man, you know? I'm so glad you think I I asked interesting <laughs> questions. Oh. Yeah, you do. Okay, but good. You write, you know, with such a great perspective that I'm like, oh, thanks. yes, like I would really love to in real time interact with somebody who that's what goes on in their head and that is how they would put it out there. Well, thank you. Know? you. That's such high so praise. That's, it doesn't come by accident. That's very intentional. And I jumped at the opportunity because I was like, yeah, no, I respect this person a lot. I would love to know more. <laughs> okay, I've got to go cry now. Well, no, seriously. I, I mean, there's just not many people that I would say that about or feel that way about. Thank you. Well, thanks. That uh, Like your letter writing campaign, like that was such a great idea. You laid it out so well. I did it. I oh. brought a friend with me, did it. You know, I'm like, so glad. But making like finding creative ways that really make a difference but at the same time take carving time out of your day to be a part you know Mm. and be active and fight passivity and fight this complacency oh white supremacy at large yeah i'm doing what i can and so are you and that's on all fronts we have to just keep Mm -hmm. at it for real so i'm with you all the way let's do it yeah all right yeah Well, I'll set you free to the rest of your evening, but it was so great to meet you. And I'll talk to you again soon. Yes. Amazing. Excellent. (laughs) All right. You have a good night. I'll talk to you soon. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Huge thank you one more time to Joyce for being on this show. It is no small thing to say yes to a stranger on the internet uh, and agree to have an hour-long conversation with them with absolutely no goal in mind except for talking to them. So thanks for being game to do that. I had a blast. Should we ever find ourselves in the same place, you've got a friend in me. If you, dear listener, would like to be a guest on We've Never Met, I want you to be a guest on the show. You can slide into my DMs on Instagram, or you can send me an email. I almost said you could send me a Gmail, but that is not yet common parlance. You can send me an email at charlottetmartin at gmail.com. That's Charlotte, like the spider, T as in tiger, Martin, like Steve Martin, at gmail.com. 
This show is completely 100% made by me. So if you want to support this show and make sure that I can keep making it and potentially even hire even more talented people than I am. I know, I know. Do those people even exist? Yes, they do. I've met a lot of them. Then you can support this show on patreon.com. Go on over to my Instagram. It's in the quick links on the link in my bio. And that means that I can keep meeting strangers and maybe even someday meet you. So thank you so much for listening. And until we meet again, don't be a stranger. Bye.